0: it to my channel welcome glad you're here so this is my first video and I'm creating this channel and I have several series that I want to start so I basically just want to have this first episode um, all about me and just talking a little bit about my life and who I am where I'm at in life now, how I got here, and what I am hoping um, to get to, where I'm hoping to go. So, let us do it. So, I am 33. I was born in 1988 in Gainesville, Georgia, about an hour north of Atlanta. I did not come in this world alone. I had a roommate, my twin brother, Josh. So him and I, um, you know, even though we were brother and sister, um, we didn't always get along when we were younger. I hated having to share a birthday. I thought it was like, the lamest thing in the world that I could not have my own day. Like, I hated it. I hated sharing a birthday with him. And it's so funny. As I got older, it became like a, oh, I can't share my, I can't do my birthday without you. Like, what are you doing? Like, we became best friends. And me and my squashals, you know, we've, uh, we've gone through it all. And um, he's still like one of the, like, the most, one of the most important people in my life. So yeah, I was born a twin, I'm an Aquarius. Um, My son is, my sun sign is Aquarius, my moon sign is Sagittarius. So um, yeah, I was born a single mom, I had my twin brother and then I had an older brother. And my mom, you know, she worked really hard and she tried, you know, to be a good mother, Um, she had her own issues. She had gone through a lot of trauma as a child and she didn't quite know, I feel like, how to heal that and what to do with that. Um, She resented me a lot because of my relationship with my, my dad's mother um she didn't really like me very much for a long time because i looked just like my dad and she she had her issues she had her issues my dad um even though he was in my life he wasn't really like ever a part of my life so i've got my father's an alcoholic you know he's abusive emo- verbally um and then i've got my mother that's abusive emotionally and mentally Um so it was it was interesting, you know, growing up, like I was always just told like you're you're too sensitive, like you feel too much, you cry too much, you know, and so I, I I started developing a defense mechanism on that that was like, Oh, I'll just get angry because when I'm angry, I don't cry. See I don't like how I can see so many of me. Like these glasses, like what's is there like a way I can like fix this a little bit, that does not help at all. Like there's no like stopping that. It's okay, we'll get there. Um, so yeah, basically, um, you know, they had their issues and then I had my grandparents, you know, I love, love them to death. I lost my grandfather in January to COVID. It's still, still very um, difficult for me to, Navigate life without him, you know, it happened really fast, and um, I, I'm really struggling with that because he was like my dad and he was my biggest supporter in life, and just you know, I feel that he loved me more than anyone. Um, so you know, growing up, um, yeah, I was told I was, you know, really sensitive and would get mocked and made fun of for crying, you know, for my mother, and um, then my brothers would follow suit, you know, and um, it really affected me, and I didn't recognize how much stuff affected me as a child until, like, I got older, and, um, you know, I'm I'm working through that. I've done a lot of work um, on that regard as far as things from my childhood. I don't you know, necessarily, I, I definitely don't, you know, hold any kind of like grudge or anything negative towards my parents. I forgive them. I know that they just didn't know, you know, they didn't know what, how to be different. They, they were having, they had their own struggles, you know, so, and now that I'm a parent, I um, I completely understand so I don't hold any any grudges I completely forgive them and forgiveness is the first step to healing so I don't um, I don't feel you know any animosity or anything negative towards them so when I speak on behalf of things that I've gone through it's not in any sort of like, you know, oh, they're so terrible. Oh, she was such a bad mother. It's just like, no, this is real. This this was the makeup of me and this is why I am the way that I am. But I'm working through this and I'm working through things and I'm becoming a better person, you know, despite, despite those challenges from growing up. Um, a little bit more about my childhood. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. I got made fun of. Um, I was bigger. And um, I got made fun of for that. And then I got made fun of for not having like a lot of clothes and like the nicest clothes and um, stuff like that. Like I would, I remember having to like rewear like the same outfits, you know, and within like the same week. Like I couldn't even go five days sometimes without wearing something, you know, without repeating something. Um, and I got made fun of for that, like, you know. So that, you know, I was like, um, once I started getting made fun of for being bigger, I, th- I think that I started emotionally eating to feel better for that. So then, like, I just kind of gained and gained and gained and gained throughout the years, throughout school. I remember making all kinds of excuses about not trying to go to PE because I was so embarrassed that, you know, I couldn't do things like the other kids could. And I didn't want to be all, like, you know, tired and, um, like just struggling because they used to like, you know, they would like, I would be trying to run and stuff and they would be like, oh, the elephant's coming. <laughs> you know, and kids being kids, like, you know, obviously now if any of them were ever to even like see me or talk to me, they'd probably forget that they ever did that because they were just being funny little kids, but that, that shit sticks with you. Like it it, it affects you. Um, so I began emotionally eating and I got bigger and bigger And then I remember, you know, I was really close to my cousin Ashley and she was really skinny and she was really pretty. And so I remember um, developing a sort of envy against her, you know, like, why, why is it that you get all this attention and all these guys like you? And here I was going through middle school, going through high school. I didn't really ever have a boyfriend. I didn't really date. I didn't have any of that. I took friends to homecoming because I didn't have someone that wanted to go with me. And, um, you know, it, it it was sad. It was, like, really, really sad. So anytime someone gave me attention, you know, it was like, oh, like, that's cool. It felt good, you know? So that kind of started my downward spiral of, you know, my kind of giving myself and doing things with people that didn't deserve it. It didn't necessarily even want me. It was just, they wanted what I could offer them, you know, like, um, I remember I didn't have my first real boyfriend until I was 18. And, um, it was a long distance relationship with someone that I had met in person. It was actually my older brother's uh, friend at the time. And, um, you know, I um, I remember thinking like when I had my first real kiss with him, I had, I had gone down on guys and I had had sex with guys, but I had never had like my first kiss. And that was like, that was crazy to me to think, you know, at the time I wasn't really thinking of it like that, but I was like, I was, you know, it affected me. It affected how I lived my life, and um, I still was emotionally eating in this time. And then that, then that guy, the the first guy that I was with, I, you know, he he ended up telling me that that I was too big. That um, I'd fallen in love with him, you know, like it was great. But then, like, you know, he didn't like fat people, and I was bigger, and um, he knew that which was interesting enough, but I guess it was just, he liked me, was intrigued by me. So like, it just became too much for him. So I, um, that really, that really fucking hurt me, you know, and like, but even though that was the case, like he would be like, oh, you know, okay, well, I'm sorry. like. You know i do like you i love you um i don't want us to be over you know and then anytime he was getting attention from someone else he would you know that would come back and he would break up with me and do his little thing with that person and then, then when they got tired of him or whatever it didn't work out then he would come back and my gullible dumbass with no self-love no self-worth um just accepted it and it broke me down like bit by bit so then whenever um we were we were broken up i was 22 so we're going 18 to 22 i'm in this situation um i meet a guy this local he lives in atlanta i'm in gainesville at the time i'm going to cosmetology school um you know i didn't really we moved a lot when i was little so i didn't really do well in school i didn't really have like you know, a good educational experience with moving so much. I never could like fight, you know, I never could get my roots down anywhere to like grab hold of. And as soon as I felt comfortable and started getting friends, you know, we would move again. And then, you know, embarrassingly enough, we would just move like county to county and surrounding areas. And then sometimes back to the county. So I would go back to schools that I had been to before, you know, and it was just, it was crazy. It was a lot. So, um, So I meet this guy, and at first, it's like, oh, he's amazing, like, he goes to Georgia State, he's got his own place, and he's a singer, and he's really sweet, and we click, and we start hanging out, and um, can't get enough of each other, and our relationship expedited really quickly. We got a place very quick. We moved in together um, extremely prematurely, but we were young, and we were in love, and he asked me to marry him. Um, and, uh, and it was great for a little bit. Um, and then it was not so great. Uh, and then it was toxic, and it became extremely toxic. And, um, I thought I was the victim, you know. I, I thought that things were happening to me, but I, at the time, you know, this, this is before, you know, I know a lot of truth and uh, some things I actually have, I didn't even recognize or understand fully until just in the past year of my life, how how much I was the problem in that relationship. And um, that, it was on and off a good six, seven years. Um, We had broken up Uh, the first time, whenever that happened, I ended up pregnant um, with a friend. I'm in college, you know, Just. I had moved to Atlanta, got an apartment there. I was in cosmetology school at Atlanta Tech, and um, I got pregnant. And um, so I moved back home, and I had my first son, Micah. While I was pregnant with Micah, I um, was still talking to this person, and we were still seeing each other. We, you know, he. He'd kind of forgive me. The the person that I had Micah with um, was actually one of his friends, and um, wasn't supposed to turn out like that. It wasn't supposed to be like that. Like I said, we were just we were friends, and we were drinking, and and um, you know, just kind of happened. And um, it was wrong though on my because I know it hurt him. And um, but we were still we were still friends, you know. And and after I had Micah. Um, we were hanging out and I got pregnant with Malachi, my second son by him very shortly after. Um, but then before, you know, before I had Malachi, we had broken up again. So here I was the second time going through a pregnancy, having another child single. And um, it really affected me, but in, in the. In the midst of that time, I had recognized the emotional eating. And before I got pregnant with Micah, I had lost 50 pounds. Um, then that's when I got pregnant. So, of course, you know, I gained some weight in that pregnancy. And then I had Malachi, you know, exactly a year and two weeks later. Gained a lot of weight in that pregnancy. Gained a lot of weight after I had him. Um, and that kind of just kept going on back and forth. We uh, we were still on and off for the next two or three years. You know, we'd get a place together, live together, it would blow up, you know, I'd leave, um, just to do it all over again somewhere else. So it was just this spiral, this spiral, this cycle, just over and over and over. And I've, I valued myself and the fact that if I had a boyfriend or not, it was like, that that's how I felt good about myself and that's that's what I would you know that's how I would determine if I was okay or not or if um you know I uh I put my self-worth and in, in the fact that I had a relationship or not but I actually wasn't putting the energy into myself that I needed to to sustain a healthy relationship um <clears throat> So while I'm in like a living situation with him, but we're not together, I meet, um, I meet someone. Um, and um, whew, um, So I meet someone and um, I remember the first time I actually met him in person I had a black eye and um, and I remember he he put his hand on it like he kind of held his hand like that you know and he had played this song for me and it was really uh, I, I immediately fell in love with him I fell in love really hard for him um, but like I said, around the time I had met him, I was in a different, I had, I had changed a lot. I had grown a lot. My, my ideas about religion and God and all of that had changed and um, I was polyamorous and um, was really like at a place in life where it was like, you know, I had, I felt like I had um, some stability in my mindset as far as, you know, why i was polyamorous why i why i still believe in polyamory and um i feel like it's too dark now and um you know i uh i remember telling this person about you know hey this is this is kind of what i am this is what i what i do and and, and and explaining that to him, you know, I remember him telling me, you know, I'm I'm you know I'm actually a one woman man. I uh, I just want to be with one person, and I had already fallen in love. I had fallen in love with him, and so it was like, you know what? Okay, like of course, even though I believe in polyamory and that's kind of where I've, where I'm at in life, like I could be monogamous with this person. I could do this. You know what I'm saying? Um. And then come to find out I was the side chick. He was in a relationship. And um, found out, because she found out about me and she called me, I was with him. And um, it hurt, it hurt a lot. It really hurt me. And um, because he was, you know, he didn't have a car, so he was borrowing my car and going to see her. I didn't know it and uh, had this whole other life going on and I had no idea. And I was building things with him and, you know, we were together and he had met my sons. And um, by this time, you know, like he's telling me that he wants me to have, you know, a baby for him. And, you know, so... It was um so that was hard to hear. And then like after a few days, you know, he had told me that um he struggles with ending things and he that had that relationship had been over for a long time. He just wasn't sure how to do it. And then once he had met me, he really like was just kind of in a space of confusion and didn't know what to do and of course I believed him. Um So then, you know, for for three years, two years, um, he kept kind of like going behind my back and talking to this person and seeing this person. I would find out, you know, so there was not a lot of trust there. So we had our, we had issues, you know, I had had lost my security and my safety. So my, my femininity had, I was so far away from my own personal femininity that I, had turned into a man. Basically, I was very aggressive. I, you know, disrespected him and, um, and all of that. And um, I had gotten pregnant, and then I had a miscarriage, and then I got pregnant again and had a miscarriage. And we had lost. And then we were on a third misc, a third pregnancy. Uh, I went to Florida. When the hurricane happened, he was working hurricane relief. I had a miscarriage there. And it was basically like he he broke up with me. I was left with nothing, you know, had to come home and pick up the pieces. And while he stayed in Florida and was just living it up, having this great life and, and everything. And I was heartbroken. And then once that life was over, at the time I didn't recognize that it was only because that life was over. But then once that life was over, he was back home. You know, he calls me. And it's six months. Six months I try getting over this person. I cry myself to sleep every night. Every night, I miss him, every day. Even after what he did to me, what he said to me, every night I cry for this person. You know, I just miss him so much, love him so much. So he gets back, and when he gets back, um, you know, I, uh, I, we work things out. And, and um, it was really beautiful for, for a while, like it really was. And then he goes back to doing the same thing, you know, cause he wants to be monogamous. Um, talking to girls inappropriately behind my back, talking to his ex again, um, you know, and it hurts me again. Um, but then it was just like, I got pregnant again and she stuck. I didn't lose this one and it, through through the whole pregnancy you know we're not really that great but i'm trying to make it work i want this family you know i don't want to be a single mom to three kids and definitely don't want to have you know this baby girl and not have her father you know in her life every day i don't want my boys to have to go without their father they call him dad you know they, 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 he's the only dad they know and um you know so Try to make it work, try to make it work. You know, physical abuse starts. You know, he, he pushed me on my stomach when I was about eight months pregnant. Um, I had told his girl, had told his ex, you know, he should be with her and all this. And it's just like the pain is just so overwhelming, but yet I can't stop. I can't walk away. And I had I had completely lost all self worth that I had built up in this point, by this point, you know. I would justify what he was doing I would feel like it was okay or it was my fault you know and justify it and and then you know at times the, the times that I should have left I should have I should have been you know smart enough and just woman enough to say like no, I'm not okay and until I'm okay, I can't really be the woman that I need to be to this person so. Then once he finally actually started coming around and was and was trying, I was already so gone that I didn't I didn't, um, I didn't tr- then I didn't treat him well, you know, and I can admit that like I can admit that I punished him for a long time for things that he did and and whatnot. Um, but then we had moments in, in that that were, you know, really good. And then the physical abuse really started. Um, I'm not sure if you can see this, but if you if you look, see if you look like this eye, and then you look at this. Was from a year ago. He punched me in the face three times, and uh, yeah, really, really fucked up my face right there. And so. After that point when that happened, I had lost all respect for him, but I didn't recognize, I didn't know what that was in the moment because I still loved him. I forgave him. I wanted to work it out because I knew he wasn't like an abusive person as far as like, oh, I'm just out to beat a bitch's ass just to beat him. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just like, this person is pushing me past the point of sanity, you know, and I'm I, and then he's having like, you know, episodes where he's he's manic and, and um, he's doing things, you know, breaking things and hurting me and you know, all of that was happening. And I still kept wanting to work it out. I still kept wanting to work it out. And then a year later, you know, here we are now. Um, I have been, um, I've been diagnosed with bipolar and I'm on medication and I'm seeing a counselor and um we didn't work out we, we finally broke up for good in september um still have wanted to try to work things out but just doesn't seem like that's in the cards and i'm just having to find some acceptance of that and um and all of that um but i will say that in the midst of that i did get really serious about my weight loss and I lost a hundred pounds and I am more confident than I've ever been. I feel more beautiful than I've ever been. I still have some weight to lose and, um, and all of that. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm basically on my journey to, you know, finding me and finding my spark again and, and healing through all of that and just kind of understanding life now and how it's going to be with with me being bipolar and you know just ways to cope with that and but but having understanding of why my life always cycled out of control why I was never really going anywhere why you know I couldn't couldn't like sustain any kind of normalcy as far as like adulting you know but to know know the reason why and to know that there's hope for that is like the most like beautiful thing in the world to me so I'm really excited about this next chapter and this entire um, this entire channel will have you know some multiple series that I'm starting that I'm really excited about Um, I'm gonna be doing one over my weight loss journey and how I lost 100 pounds and then follow me on you know losing the rest of the weight that I have to lose. Um, I want to do a self love series, you know, about how important it really is to love yourself and, and how damaging it can be to your, to your soul and your spirit and your life when you don't and what, what can happen when you don't love yourself completely. And so while I'm in the process of, you know, really getting back there, um, you know, I want to do a series on that and, and, you know, self-care and some things like that. And then I'd also like, you know, to do it, I'll be doing a series on um, the art of femininity and how a lot of women have gotten, you know, away from their femininity and, and how I'm getting back to that and how you can, too, if you struggle with being, you know, too masculine and aggressive and, um, you know, the modern woman is, as a whole, like, we're struggling right now. So. I want to, you know, have a part in um, trying to um, just talk about that and help some other women, you know, hopefully um, get back to their core and their uniqueness because it's so beautiful. Um, And then I will be doing a series on polyamory and how I will never leave that again. And I will always. you know, strive to meet like-minded people. And and if you don't understand it, you know, this is a good opportunity to just see it in a different light because, um, you know, I, I really want to normalize non-monogamy and I'm really looking forward to that series. So there's a lot of good things happening. I'm really excited. Um, this is just a little bit about me and my life, you know, um, how I got here and you know I've got I'm in a transition period in my life there's a lot of things that's not how I want it to be or where I want it to be but I just have that hope you know that like I'm going to be okay and I'm going to get there and you know I can love myself even though I'm not there yet and um, self-respect and and everything is, is just so vital and important so um so yeah just a little bit about me and my and, and my life and how this channel is gonna go it's also gonna be a podcast um if you don't want to watch my videos i hope that you will listen um you know support any way that you'd like but um but yeah so this is me and i'm really looking forward to what's coming next hopefully you guys will be there i really appreciate you listening don't forget to like, subscribe. I will be bringing content um, a lot at first um, because I'm actually quarantining right now with COVID. So I will um, I'll be shooting out a lot of content um, early, and then once life you know I get back to work and, and life starts happening, it'll most likely just be weekly videos at that point um depending on the series and where i'm at and if i'm going to be working on the series you know if i'm just going to do one series at a time or if i decide to work on the series you know there's a lot of things kind of up in the area i haven't decided on but lots of cool stuff i hope you guys come thank you again like subscribe i'll catch you later